When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome aboard Football Monday, Dan Cilio, National Football Show. Are you overreacting or how did you look at this past week nine of the NFL? We'll get into that here in a minute. And listen, it's been crazy. I was just talking to uh, Xander and he goes, what'd you make of the NFL weekend? I'm like, just shows you, man, if you don't show up, teams like Denver can beat the hell out of you. I mean, look at the Jaguars. The Jaguars take out what I thought and what many thought and many people here on our show thought maybe it was the best team in the AFC in the Buffalo Bills, right? I mean, they manhandled Josh Allen and that offensive line. I mean, the front four of the Jaguars, they were all over the place. So we're going to get into all the games and Saturday games too. Obviously, the Aaron Rodgers story has just gained national momentum now. Now you're starting to see cancel culture. I'm glad to see State Farm didn't cancel him. I think that's spectacular. We'll talk more about that, but let's get into what happened with the Philadelphia Eagles. And by the way, before we start here, Paul, Scott, Ewing, Lucio, we really appreciate everybody coming aboard. Before I get going here, I just want to tell everybody out there, please hit the like button. Let me say this to you guys again. You guys have made this one of the fastest growing shows out there, and we can't thank you enough, man. I mean, I see what you guys do with the like button. I love saying this, too, also. Hey, pound that bitch. (laughs) Right? Pound that bitch. Hit that like button. All right. 27-24, the Chargers, they end up getting a victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. And how I looked at this was, by the way, Anybody who says Nick Sirianni is the best rookie coach is an idiot. Brandon Staley, the head coach, is also a rookie coach for the Chargers. He's the best rookie coach out there in the NFL this year. That guy, Brandon Staley, can coach. His coaching staff is exceptional. Okay? They've gone through some lulls over the last couple weeks because their inability to be able to run the ball, and it showed up a little bit against the Eagles. I thought the Eagle defense played pretty damn well for, uh, as, as much as they could, it definitely against the run and stopping the run. I thought they really did a nice job. Let's take a look at some of these numbers, though, before we get into a little bit of the analysis. Okay? How about the Eagles, 8-12 of 12 on third down? That's championship football, folks. 8-12 of 12 on third down? You're going to win a lot of ball games. 331 total yards. A little bit south of 375, you want to be a little bit north of that number. Not quite the big number, okay? 445 for the Chargers. And Justin Herbert is as advertised. That guy can throw the rock around the yard, man. He can really play. Passing, 176 yards. I mean, I mean, excuse me, rushing 176 yards on 27 carries. Outstanding. Jalen Hurts, 11 to 17, 162. A touchdown and a 115 quarterback rating. I'm all right with that. Rushing, okay? Howard, 17 carries, 71 yards in the TD. 
Jalen had 62 yards of offense. Best game as a pro, Devontae Smith, five catches, 116, and one touchdown. I want to throw these numbers off of you here. Appreciate everybody coming in. Jermaine, thank you so much. Scott says, McLean has a video of Fletcher's face after Barnett jumped off sides. We're going to get to all this here, but I want to throw this at you here. Let me throw some numbers at you guys. If I were to tell you this, follow me here. Jalen Hurts, listen to these numbers. This is what he's trending to. 300 completions, 3,600 passing yards, 20 touchdowns to seven interceptions, 62 quarterback rate, or 62 percentage on completions, and a QBR of 91. How do you take that? 300 completions? 3,600 passing yards, 500 rushing yards, 4,000 total yards, 20 touchdowns to seven picks. That's a pretty good interception to touchdown ratio. 62% completion percentage. Want to get it a little higher. You'd like to see it around 65. Like to get that a little higher. And 91 quarterback rating. How do you feel about that? I feel pretty damn good. First-year starter, first-year head coach, first-year play caller when it comes to being the head coach and running his own ship? I don't know. How do you feel about that? I think those numbers are not bad. Monkey mind, not bad. Not bad. And if you add a more of a running game to the offense, say you had a 12-, 1,300-yard back, could you have a version of what's going on in Tennessee? Tennessee's the number one team in the AFC right now. So all the pass-happy people out there that love the pass-happy, you know, offense, like the owner and the general manager of the Eagles, you don't have a pass-happy offense in Tennessee. You got a grounded pound and play defense and play great special teams, football team. That's the best team in the AFC, albeit the AFC is not anything to write home about this year. Those are not bad numbers. And let's throw this into the mix. I think you're going to be impressed with this. So Devontae Smith is on pace for 70 catches and 1,000 yards and six touchdowns. Is that a good rookie campaign on a football team that's under 500? I I think so. He's on pace for 1,000 yards. 70 catches. I had to look it up again. Devontae Smith is on pace for 70 catches. Well, somebody's getting him the ball. So how do you look at this? I mean, is the team getting better? Is Jalen Hurts getting better in front of your eyes? Hey, look, let's not look at the score here because you're not good enough to win games. You're not good enough to beat elite quarterbacks yet. You're not – you're – The Charger roster is better than the Eagle roster, okay? They're just better. They got more talented players. You know, you kept, watch this, really a good game. You're three and six, whatever. You don't get hall passes and commemorative, well, I participated in this game in the NFL. Got to win games, man. 
Nobody cares how good the game was coached. Nobody cares about the effort. Nobody gives a shit about that stuff. You're gauged on winning and losing, especially coaches. Your one loss record is who you are. Okay? So what I, I don't want to hear, well, it was his best coach game. Whatever. It means nothing when you're three and six. It means absolutely nothing. So you got a quarterback that's trending for 4,000 total yards. And you got a wide receiver that's trending for 1,000 yards in receptions. He was your number one draft choice. And he's on pace for 70 catches. If I'm sitting in the front office right now and I am the Eagles, am I happy or am I sad on the direction of the team? I don't think I'm sad or upset with the direction of the team. The only thing that I'm upset with right now is our record. We just don't have enough good players on the roster right now. And I'm not going to sit here and go over the broken record that everybody goes over. You know, the RPO. We, guys, you're smart enough, and all of you that come on this program are smart enough to know what's going on. Joey B, appreciate you stepping in. You guys all see it. Okay? Scott says the running game sets up Jalen for success. 176 yards rushing. That's what kept you in the ball game. Absolutely, that's what kept you in the ball game. Dre says, can anyone on that D cover a tight end? Dre, that's part of the issue that I was saying just a couple minutes ago when it comes to the lack of talent on the Eagles. There's not a boatload of talent. They've got a couple good groups. The defensive front is good. Linebackers are C-minus to D. The secondary occasionally makes plays. Your tight end is really good on the offensive side. Your offensive line is kind of musical chairs. There's talent in the group when healthy. Your quarterback's learning. Here, here's what you have with Jalen Hurts. And we said this on Friday, is there too much on the plate for the kid? Well, here, here's what you have going on. You got musical chairs in the O-line because of injuries, right? And you're trying to develop a quarterback in that same process. And you're trying to develop a head coach in the process. You feel me? There's a lot of things that have training wheels on it here. There's a lot of things. A lot of things to consider here. You know, I was just talking about that Urban Meyer victory by the Jaguars over the Bills. And some are going around saying, Hey, I, Sills, I think that's a really big victory for the players. Screw that. I think that was a gigantic win for the coaching staff in Jacksonville. You've got a first-year head football coach who was a college guy his entire life, and he's assembled NFL assistant coaches and some college assistants on that staff. You had to have a ray of light where everyone in the locker room went, hey, man, look at this. We just beat the Bills. And you can't tell me that that's not something, if you're a player in that Jags locker room, after the whole thing with the lap dances, the Tebow experiment, you're sitting around going, this thing's more like a circus here than it is an NFL locker room. But when you get a victory like that against the Buffalo Bills, your blind fate starts to take over. Maybe this dude knows what he's doing. That's the same thing with Sirianni. 
When I start quoting these numbers, I was a little shocked myself. David says, where was the blitz yesterday? David, you're not going to blitz when you're limited on defense. You're going to play zone, and that's the thing that I said they had to do to stay in the game. And they did exactly what I said. Don't play man and blitz. You can't play man coverage and blitz when you are limited on defense and you don't have the personnel. When you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert, you're counting on him to make a mistake. Or the O-line, which they've struggled on penalties, the Chargers. That's how they looked at how they were trending coming into the game. The Chargers were trending on a lot of penalties. Uh, Justin Herbert showed some inconsistency and lack of patience. And Jonathan Gannon played to that, and that's why the game was close. Jimmy Johnson says this all the time to you, and he says it to me every day. Hey, you want to play man? That's a quick death. You want to play zone? That's a slow death. And what he means by that is if you don't have the personnel, you could stay in the game playing zone. You can't stay in the game if you're down 21 nothing right out of the gate and you're playing man coverage. They did exactly what I thought they would do. They did kind of the same thing that the Giants did to Patrick Mahomes. You know, they played that umbrella defense, and it kept them in the ball game. And what else kept them in the ball game? They were able to run the ball 176 yards. That's what totally kept them in the game. Monkey says they are using what they have. And, and, and Monkey, that's exactly my point. That's why they're three and six. They're utilizing every single thing that they have right now, and it's just not good enough. But that's okay because your expectations this year should not be anything other than let's see what we have. You got 11 draft choices in the upcoming NFL draft, you got three in the top 10. Looks like that pick, as long as Wentz continues to play, looks like there's going to be three number one picks in the top 10 for the Eagles. You're trending in the right direction, I think. Now, maybe you think I'm wrong. Do you think the Eagles are trending in the right direction? Some of you are going to go, Sills, team's three and fucking six. I get it. Jay Quest, Herbert was not good in the past two games because the other teams brought pressure. I disagree. I think it's because uh, he, it, they had a lack of running game. Scott says, great Jimmy quote, spot on. That's a... Hey, man, that's exactly how that played out and how I thought that the um, Eagles should play defense on Friday. I said exactly that. Press coverage, Paul, if you're going to play press coverage, you've, to me, that Eagle defense has to disguise it more. They have to disguise more. Blue says Herbert shredded them, but only scored 27 points. That's zone defense, Blue. Blue, I don't care if you throw for 750,000 yards. You keep them under 30, keep yourself in the game. It's not about giving up the big numbers. It's about giving up the big numbers on the scoreboard. You don't want to give crooked numbers up on the scoreboard. Okay? You just don't, dude. And zone defense allows you to stay in the ball game. That's what they did. Kept. Hey, by the way, here on a Monday, that's exactly what they did, and that's how they stayed in the game. David says Philly's staying in zones, and these quarterbacks during almost perfect games, not saying the blitz all. No, 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 David. 
they're trying to get the game into the fourth quarter. And the zone defense is not going to be a very fashionable thing to watch. And you're going to see some big numbers put up. Look at Patrick Mahomes. Look at what the Kansas City Chiefs did when they ran the ball for 200 yards. That's the one thing you don't want to see. Joey B. How about my Gigantes? Hey, man, how about them Broncos too, dog? Paul, no disguise at all. I saw that. That was an issue, and that's why they didn't do a lot of press coverage and man coverage is because they didn't have a lot of disguises. I don't think they wanted to complicate the whole thing as much. Jake West, they played defense teams, New England and Baltimore. You mean to tell a lack of run game? Not buying it, okay? Well, they did have a run game. That's what kept them in it. They had 176 yards on the ground. But once again, do you think the Eagles are trending in the right direction? Do you think it? Do you think they're going in the right direction? Because I'm not just talking about Jalen Hurts' numbers here. I'm talking about Devontae Smith on pace for 1,000 yards, also receiving. I mean, guys, you get your number one pick, 1,000 yards, 70 catches, the way that they have stumbled out of the gate, and you're three and six. If I was a talent evaluator for the Eagles, I'd be looking at it like this. Hurts is getting better. And, and, and you know what, too? Unlike Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold is who Sam Darnold's going to be. Sam Darnold has not changed who he is from the time when he was at Southern Cal. He's a turnover machine. He was a turnover machine at USC. He was a turnover machine with the Jets. He is a turnover machine with Carolina. Wouldn't you take Jalen Hurts over Sam Darnold? I would. I don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take Sam Darnold over Jalen Hurts. Okay, I mean, Blue, they scored 27 points. That's usually a team that's in the 30s. Bobby says on offense, yes. On defense, no. Hey, man. Like I said, like, 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 like Blue said, they held them to 27 points. Okay? Pro says offensively they have headed in the right direction. Now that they are running the game, running the ball. You're right. Decreasing the use of RPOs and talking pressure off of and taking the pressure off of Hurts. It needs to look a little more like Baltimore. I think it needs to look a little bit more like Tennessee. Okay, you know, I, I yeah, but you know what? Jalen's never going to be the runner that um, Lamar Jackson is. He's never. He's going to be more of what you see in Tennessee. That's why it's, a, it's essential that the Eagles get a running back either in free agent or they go into the draft and find a kid. They need a running back. I mean, the guys that the Eagles have, they're really good players, but they're not explosive. They need more explosive guys. I'll tell you something too, man. When I do this and I'm watching, when I'm watching Baker Mayfield, by the way, when I saw Baker Mayfield play over the weekend, you know what I said? Dominic says you have Miles. I think Miles is fine, but I don't think he's great. Okay, 
When I watch Baker Mayfield play, I do this. I don't know. There's not a ton of wild plays. He had a really nice touchdown pass in that game against the Bengals. But I don't, I, I don't, when I watch Jalen, I see him moving the sticks. And I know some of you are probably going, Silio, are you back on his tip again? Well, I don't know. I think he's moved me more a little bit in the direction of doing this. Well, these numbers here that I have, these numbers aren't bad. 3,600 yards, 500 rushing yards, 4,000 yards in total offense. 20 touchdowns, 23 total. If you're counting running, 20 to 7, touchdown to interception ratio, 62 completion percentage, 91 quarterback rating. I don't know. For a guy that's made few starts, he's trending to have a pretty decent season. And I'll say it to you here, he's also trending to have the same kind of season that Carson Wentz is having. And the receiver's on pace for 1,000. I don't know, man. Paul says, I don't see a quarterback better than Hurts in the draft. That's a really great point. You're right. I don't either. And I don't think the kid from Ole Miss, that Corral kid, I, I, I don't think he's really all that. Steve says most of his yards in garbage time. Well, you know what? 27-24? What garbage time are you talking about? There was never garbage time in that game. That game ping-ponged back and forth. And the Chargers are a pretty good football team. They've won and beat some pretty good teams this year. Cowboys beat them with an extra point, or excuse me, a field goal late. I'm just saying, I mean, you have to look, look, look here. Here's something else to think about. You guys have to understand something. It's not about one game. It's about the collection of games. Like, when I look at teams that got beat, like, look at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are now 6-2 and two on the season. You think I look at that because Denver beat the piss out of them? Oh, my God. This is not college football. I look at all eight games and go, how have they played this year? Cowboys have played damn good. Cowboys have played damn good. You get beat in this league. The other teams are good, too, guys. The, the other teams are good, too. Thomas. We have to stop letting every quarterback we play look like he's a Hall of Famer. Thomas, I think you're wrong. Who cares if they throw for 500 yards and lose? If a guy gains 500 yards passing, but you win the game, you're talking about ripping the method more than the result. The result is, is that the Eagles were in this game. I think people are looking at this game here with one eye open and not really both eyes, and you're looking at the collective grouper. Look, I'm not saying that you get a hall pass for being three and six. It's what you are. You're just not talented enough to beat these teams yet. You can't finish teams off. That comes with a rookie coach, too. By the way, Gary Cobb, Fox 29, we're going to get his spin on it. Maybe he sees it completely different. You guys keep posting. I'll throw some of your questions off at Gary as well. If you have any questions you want to ask Gary, maybe I'll read one of them to Gary, and I'll get his spin. And how about that? We do it a little bit different here today with Gary. If you guys have any questions, I'll throw a couple of them off at him saying, hey, some of the fans want to ask you a question, and I'm going to read it to you here. And so we'll do that. Welcome aboard, Philip. By the way, please, guys, hit that like button. You guys have been spectacular on that. 
Former NFLer in Fox 29 in Philadelphia's very own Gary Cobble. Join us next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome aboard National Football Show. Yeah, real quick, you see the cancel culture's out full force on Aaron Rodgers. You know they were praying for Jordan Love to play great against Kansas City, and he completely shit the bed. He did, man. The guy, and you have him kind of like trying to still do whatever they can to make the kid look like he was in this game, and he was never in that game in Kansas City. He just wasn't. Kansas City's just not very good on defense. And how about this? I feel pretty good with Jalen Hurts. You give me Jordan Love or Jalen Hurts, who would you rather have? Ask yourself that. If you're Green Bay, and after what you just saw with Jordan Love against Kansas City, would you rather have Jordan Love? You know, he's been there 18 months. 18 months that guy's been there. 
Just saying. You didn't pick anything up? How many times did it look like he completely looked like he was in, not over his head, but didn't even belong in the league at times? That was a train wreck. Troy Aikman was sitting there going, I don't know, man. Or was it Romo? One of those guys were going, this doesn't look good. I mean, he just looked. He looked like he was all over the joint. I think it was Troy. And I'm going, man, I, I agree. I'm pretty. I would maybe want to have Jalen Hurts over Jordan Love because I'm seeing some things here, and we'll get Gary Cobb's thoughts here from Fox 29. We're so happy to be able to get him. He is so kind to us. And again, folks, you are what your record is, and I don't want to hear anything about moral victories. 27-24, the game was close, mm-hmm. and yeah. you see, in college, you get that. But in the NFL, you know what you get? You get a pink slip for that, playing close in your three and six. Gary, give me your assessment. Um, Here, how about this, Gary? Do you think this Eagle team is trending in the right direction right now with so many new parts of the team, coach, quarterback, receiving core? Give me your assessment after what you saw on Sunday, 27-24, and a little bit on the game. Well, you know, I, I, I think that um, the offense is trending the right way. You know, they, they found out they can run the ball. You know, they know that we can run the ball. We can run a balanced attack, meaning like we can put in some pass plays and we can put in some run plays. And there's an appropriate time for each one of them. And, uh, you know, they've discovered that. I mean, you know, uh, you know the, the game yesterday. They ran the ball effectively. They put, you know, they got backup. They got backup running backs in there, doing a good job. And the uh, offensive line, you could see that the young offensive line, and you know, the young offensive linemen, they want to run the ball. They don't want to pass back all the time. So you're giving them a chance to do that. Keep the other, the, the defense honest, and it's established some toughness with the whole team because you know. When you're running the ball on somebody, you know, you're beating them up. Yep. So they're doing that. And so that, that's, that's been a plus. And then they were able to throw the ball, uh, you know, uh, some of the times yesterday. You know, Jalen's still missing a few. And, you know, he, he's got to know that if he doesn't clean that up, they're, they're going to be going and getting a, a number one quarterback uh, during this offseason. And so far, he hasn't proven that he can be the guy. But, he, he you know, he showed that. What what uh, you see him progressing at his level, which is, you know, he made some good throws to Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, I really like. You know, you had to love what you saw of him yesterday, because that's that's a number one pick when he stepped up there yesterday. So offensively, thumbs up. That was a good game on their part. Uh, they're going in the right direction. Are they all the way there now? Like, could they get into a shootout with somebody with their passing game? No, they're, they're, they can't they can't take it to the next level with that passing game, you know. So they're not there yet. But but with the running game, that's a that's a pro running game. That's you know they mixed it up. They showed some different runs. Really like what they did offensively, defensively though. Come on, you got to mix up the coverages. You can't have people completing over eighty percent of the passes against you, even if they're short passes. You got to go up and you got to challenge at times. Now, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's similar to what we talked about offensively. You got to mix it up. You know, yeah, sometimes you go up, 
doggone, you, you, you got your guys and they're coming off the corner with running a max blitz. Hey, and you corners, why do we pay you guys if you never in man to man? You got to cover that guy sometimes. Now, we're only going to give him two seconds at the most to get that ball off, but you got to cover that guy. Get up on him. We, you know, if, if we're sending a blitz and you back off of 10 yards, what is he, he's just going to throw the ball. <laughs> yeah. You defeat yeah. the purpose. So they are not running. That's not NFL defense. You know, I, I was looking at um, Tennessee taking on the Rams. And what is his name? Kevin Byard. Yeah, the and they beat and they beat the and they beat the Rams up. They beat them up, and and they and they were, you know, uh, they had Stafford guessing. Come on, Stafford's a veteran quarterback, but they picked his pocket. You know, they showed him one defense. Byard go out there, takes away that uh, flat, picks it off, runs it back to the house. You know, and they were getting after him because they kept him guessing. And really, the shame of it is, I had seen the games before where uh, the the Chargers, the young quarterback, you know, uh, Justin Herbert, he had some trouble against the Ravens, and he had a trouble against the Patriots. What were they doing? They were disguising the coverage. Yep. yep. They yep. showed him a look, and then when they snapped the ball, they're in a different coverage. So he's Gary, not if sure. you want to if so, you want to play zone, Gary, just give me a different look, though, or give the defense yeah. a, or offense a different look. I mean, God, that's all you got to do. Give them a different look, but you don't like a you don't be like a robot. Like everybody out there is in their first game of their career, so you go right to where you're supposed to be, and you stand there and go, uh, uh, you know what you're supposed to do? Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm, I'm I got this flat right out here. Well, I got. Uh, no, you go up, you give them a blitz look, you, you go in there, walk in there, then you hear those guys talking because they don't know whether you're coming or not. You utilize that. That's one of the advantage you, advantages you have defensively is you can move around. And a lot of times, even if you just move a step, you know, they're not sure. Okay, do I have him or you have him now, see? And you can see the lineman looking at you. Now, now do you have him or that? You want them talking, you want, you want to get some that question mark a little bit. And with a young quarterback, you can confuse him. In fact, I remember her. We were messing with, uh, uh, what's his, Elway. Elway was a rookie. We were messing with him. He was lined up under the guard. He was he was looking at us so much. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, you know but, but he was a young quarterback. So, he, you know, you can't give the other team too much credit where you don't think they're going to make any mistakes. They're going to make some mistakes. And you could get a big play out of it, even a veteran quarterback like you know Stafford yesterday. You know, they, they, you know everybody is capable of making mistakes if you give them a shot, which is give them a different look. Even sometimes you tell the line, "Hey, look, you guys, I know what you're in, but I want you to give this look, and then I'm going to tell you to move over." And 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 you know right away, you know the lineman, somebody go, up, you know, makes a mistake and turns somebody loose. You know, it happens. So. They got to do more of that. They 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 don't camouflage their coverages at all, and and they and they don't mix it up enough. Where show them a blitz, because you didn't have to be scared of the, of those receivers. Now, if you got some burners, I understand. <clears throat> Excuse me, but if you have some burners, 
I understand where you're not crazy about being one on one with no help. Right. Those guys yesterday, they can't, they're not they're not burners. They're big physical receivers. They run, you know, uh, you know, you're gonna get some jump balls with them, but they're not running away from anybody. They're possession guys. So, possession guys. So so why wouldn't you go up and challenge the kid and mix things up on the kid a little bit? Walk the, the corner up on him. And, and give him a blitz look and come out of it. Then blitz him some. So he now he's wondering, oh, man, I don't know if they're coming, if they're not coming. And you, if you saw the games that they just played before that, that gave him some trouble. Yesterday, you know what? The Eagles' defense is like therapy for a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> they're going like, I'll tell you what, we're, we're going to have you play the Eagles. We're gonna get, you're going to get you healthy, okay? I mean, and the guy comes out, and, and they're going to make sure they – now, we're run, running the two-deep zone. You know, they might as well go, hey, we're in a two-deep zone, uh, Justin. Just so you make sure you know. We're, look, we got two guys deep. I mean, that's not NFL football. You want to keep people guessing. You want to give them a look and, uh, and and jump out of it, move around a little bit, you know. And, and there's, a, there's a type of um, – you know, there's just a confidence you see with a, a defense when the guys are moving around. They know where they got to be, but they're giving you different looks. These guys, like I said, they're like robots, man. I'm going like, I don't, I don't you know, well, I, I, but I will say this. The linebackers are playing better. You know, the people are just running the ball. They're attacking the play. So the linebackers are playing better, and so the run defense is better. And, you know, uh, T.J. Edwards, he's done a pretty good job. He's He's, you know, he's he missed some plays yesterday, but he's at least playing aggressively, like you're supposed to do if you're playing linebacker. You know, the play's coming at you. You don't sit there and wait on it. You go get the, you go get minimum, or you're gonna get knocked. You know, wherever. So, I, I will say they're doing that, but the, the pass coverage, you know, 32 out of 38 completions, 300 and what, 50 some yards, and then come on, man, and really. He missed a couple of throws. It, it, it wasn't it, it like it, they were contested. He just missed the throw. And, you know, that's those are the incompletions. But, you know, that's not a good job with pass defense. So they got to – I mean, I'm shocked that the coach doesn't know this. I'm shocked that he doesn't talk to them about this because when, a, when the quarterback comes out, man, if you just jump in the defense – then he knows where you're at. And, and a young kid like Herbert, he's getting the ball out of his hands. You're, you're really, your um, your defensive line has no chance of getting there. I mean, one, two, so three, wait a minute, Gary. So, so when you're in the huddle, you're going like this, 43 therapy coverage. 43 therapy coverage. Let's break. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they might as well call it therapy. It's therapy for a quarterback. We're going to get this kid, you know, this kid has struggled the last couple games. We're going to make sure, you know, that he's comfortable so he knows what coverage we're in. We're going to make sure. You see what coverage we're in, Justin? Okay, we're not moving. We're going to too play deep, coverage. Too deep, too deep. Too deep, that's right. <laughs> hey, you guys, back up, back up. Just make sure he knows where you're at. That, that's, that defeats the purpose. You don't have to let them know what, you, what coverage you're in. And a lot of times, you know, guys don't know that the subtlety of movement yeah. We'll confuse the quarterback and he, hey, he might throw one right to you, you know? And uh, but 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 I, I don't see the confidence. See, when when you're playing like that, you're not confident. You know, you all still make sure, you know, 
gonna be right in my spot, you know. Whereas you, you can walk up, like I mean, if you just walk up and the the, the, the lineman that's uncovered, he's got to make he's got to make some kind of thought. I mean, he's got to say something to somebody, or they got to anticipate something because when you walk up, they don't know whether you're coming or not. They don't know, and so why not give them a look? And then every now and then you should be coming. That way you keep them honest. We got a question yeah. here for you. What about Slay's play so far this year? What do you think uh, about Slay's play in the secondary? Well, Slay has played well at, at, at times. Uh, he has played well, even though he's still, you know, most of the time he's in that coverage where he's backing off people. I thought oh, so yesterday you think he had it's a the scheme. Time. You think it's the scheme that hurts him? It's just the scheme. Yeah, it's the scheme because I can see both corners backed off. Yep. Yep. You know, they play yeah. they play that okay. scheme. They they're not walking up on guys, you know, like I really see them go up and get up in a, a press technique. Do they know what press technique is? <laughs> I mean, go up, you know, get up on the guy, press technique. So I I um you know, he he had a couple bad plays. I mean the the um the touchdown, he had the, he gave up the touchdown where the guy kind of ran over him there. But he's a bigger guy. You know, but he just – you gave him that straight arm, you know, like, like, you know, get off this freeway. You know, what you doing out here on the freeway? Get out of the way. You know, and he, he, threw, him, he, he threw him to the side. But I know that, you know, that's not the strength of, of Slade's game is being physical. That, now, he's, he's a good technique player. He plays the ball well. Uh, but, he you know, he had, a, he, had a, he had a tough one yesterday. And, you know, uh, it's kind of frustrating. I mean, they did make a play on that first drive where they kept him out of the end zone. But look at that. They stopped him on that drive. Think about it. Yeah. If they stopped him on that drive, that, that, that would have boomed. That, that would have been put him in the 30s, you know? Just up and down the field all day. Every time they got the ball, just up and down the field. That's not defense. Come on. what? You know, and they, how many times have they been doing this? They played like that against Kansas City. Up and down the field. Every time Kansas City got the ball, they marched down and scored. You know, one time they, they had one punt. Or, no, one interception. That was yeah. all. Every other, come on. That happens once. You go, wow, that's amazing that that happened. But then you look at the other teams that did it. Brady, up and down the field. Up and down the field. A piece of cake. Uh, Derek Carr. Up and down the field, up and down the field. I'm, I'm trying to think about it. Okay, and you had Herbert in there. That's four of them. So you had um, Mahomes. Mahomes, Brady. Hell, even Garoppolo. Uh, Carr. Garoppolo had a good, he had a good game throwing the ball too. But I, I think there's somebody else in there too. I think I, I think I might have been missing one of them because Dak. Uh, you know, the, well, Dak. You're right. Bang, Dak. Look at the days all of them had against these Eagles. They're all up 80% completion, Pat. Come on. That's that's not normal. In it. That's not there NFL be, football. Therapy covered, too. Therapy <laughs> covered, too. You know, hey, hey, Gary, I do, I do want to throw these no, numbers no, off. I do want to yeah. throw these numbers off of you. L listen to me when I throw these numbers off of you on what Jalen Hurts and what Devontae Smith is trending on. So okay. if he goes on his current pace, he's going to be over 900 yards rushing. 3,600 yards passing, 300 completions, mm. 25 touchdowns total, 20 touchdowns passing versus seven interceptions, 62 quarterback rating, 
or a 62 quarterback percentage completion and a 91 mm -hmm. QBR and the court and the receiver is on pace because of the extra game for 71 catches for a thousand yards and six touchdowns. I don't know, man. It sounds like to me, they're kind of riding the ship on that side. Now look, I'm not suggesting in any way that yeah. Jalen hurts is a top, but I mean, I could live with that number if you do the mm -hmm. one thing that you said, right? If they keep yeah. developing that running game, that yeah. works with that type of offense. Look at what they're doing in Tennessee. You're right. It, it does work. Uh, it's something they could do um, because, you know, like yesterday, you know, I mean, I got to give it to Jalen. I mean, some of the some of the plays he made to get first downs and things, you know, um, and, and but the thing, see, the thing that that I have to put the question mark though is that are you going to be able to run that much and be that effective running? People are going to get shots at you. Oh, yeah. And are you going to be able to stay healthy and be running as much as he is now? He's had a lot of success, and I don't know what was going on with um with some of the the, the defensive ends because they were letting him out. They would they would come inside. I know. No, it, it, it just, especially to the left side, to his right. They let him roll to his right. And you know he loves rolling to his right, and he can run. And so they were letting him out. The thing about it is that a good defense is going to be disciplined, see, and, and, uh, and then, then you're going to have to work from the, from the, uh, from the pocket. And so I, I can understand, and I, I do give him credit. I mean, this kid can run. That's one of his, his attributes. But I don't know if he's going to be able to continue doing that, you know, and, and you're going to have to work from the pocket. And so that's why I put, I put more um, more emphasis on that part of it. Can you play the game from the pocket? Because clearly as a runner, I mean, the, the kid can run. And a lot of – if he gets into a foot race with the defensive end, he's around the corner. And that's what he was able to do. And they kept coming inside. Um, yeah. What's his they name? Both set the edge. They couldn't – Joey Boza kid, he kept breaking down the edge. And I kept going like this. Dude, keep him in the pocket. Keep him in the – keep him in there. Why are you allowing hey, the edge? It was it's, it's not good it football. Crazy. He's coming inside. I mean, the thing is, yeah. now Joey Bosa, no, he's not going to win a foot race with the kid. He's not – it's not even close. He has no shot. He comes inside. Like, he's coming inside on Lane. And Lane just buries him in there. Kids around the corner every time. And I'm going like, hey, if I if I was the defensive coordinator, Bosa would be sitting over here next to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least even if they had just had a guy run up field, not necessarily get any pressure on him, but just keep him in the pocket, you know that's gonna be make make a tougher game for for Jalen because he likes to run out of that pocket and see. That's why I got to say that in the long run, he had to show me he could sit in that pocket and run the game from there. Uh, he, 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 I didn't like some of the drops he had where he, he, uh, he hit Devontae on some corners and things, some nice, nice deep throws. I mean, some, and the throws were on the money and everything. That's what I want to see, seeing that where he can make this throw with his eyes closed. That's the kind of throw he's got to make to show everybody, hey, you're the guy. You make those throws, and you see Herbert, he make those throws all day. You know, he can make a throw. He, and you he see whips, when he, he whips that when he ball wants to put something on it, man. 
Yeah, man, he whips that ball around the yard. Let me throw let me throw this at you on Nick Sirianni here. Um, yeah. The guy at the end of the game throwing the bouquet of flowers, uh, the way that he's kind of a gimmick coach with the T-shirts and the sayings and all this stuff. And yeah. the offense is getting better, it seems. How do you think yeah. he's fitting in as a head coach and as a head coach in Philly? You know, I, I think that uh, he – I think he's getting better, um, that he's kind of, you know – not getting caught up because you can't get so caught up into what people are saying and everything like that. Focus on your job, which is football, your football coach. And so he's doing a better job of focusing on that. And I think that the other things gradually he'll see that that's not going to, that's not going to save you, man. You know, playing the games with the, you know, wear the t-shirt. I got Dr. Dave's t-shirt. here. got Allen Iverson t-shirt. You know, whatever. You can have Ben Simmons t-shirt. I mean, I don't, like, nobody cares about their t-shirts. That's not going to really make or break you. But he, he doesn't have, like, he's got to do a job with the defense. He's got to know, hey, look, people in Philly, they, people, I, I know people need, weren't even able to get sleep to realize our defense is horrible. Our, our pass defense. We've let five quarterbacks complete 80% of their passes against us. And they were saying on the, on the tape, I think it hasn't happened in like 50 years. I've never seen I mean, more teams, Gary, in my life not have punt games. I mean, you and me probably in our lives have probably played yeah. in games where our team didn't punt maybe four times in our life. Okay? Yeah, and you're we're right, seeing yeah. it almost on a weekly basis with this Eagle defense. I mean, and that's that's it. And so they, they really – I mean, it's just, just a horrible defensive display. And, you know, they just got to pick that part up. But I will give Nick credit. He's changed offensively, you know, and and uh, and, and they're using Howard and he's hammering it in, in there, you know. And you got little Boston in there. And, and when they get Miles back, Miles will take some of these balls to the house. Like you let him get out, get through there, and you don't get on him quickly because he's got that speed where he can turn it on, man. He, he did it last year. He had two runs, like 72-yard runs. Because when he gets out there, he's got that long speed where you get out there, you're going like, man, we're not catching this guy. <laughs> that safety comes over, he realizes he makes a mistake, zoom, Miles is gone. So, you know, when he gets he gets back, you know, they, they got something, and they're mixing it up too. And you can see the line. Like uh, Dickerson, the young kid, he likes run blocking. My Lotta, he likes to run block because that keeps – the, the defense guy that they're playing against keeps him honest. Every now and then they can come out and bust him, and then it makes it easier for them to pass block. But if you're just going throw the ball every down, then you put them in a really tough situation where uh, they're not having fun. But they have fun when they're able to run the ball on people, and you can see that uh, they're doing a good job with the different uh, combination blocks inside where they get movement. And, you know, you see a big hole in the middle, man, and they're exploding up through there. That's, you know, running, you know, you right now, 150, 160 yards on the ground. Billy takes a lot of the weight and the offense will be more consistent, too, because you're taking some of the weight off of Jalen. Uh, because what about the games they had when they weren't running it? And they, and they control consistently. And it's like the, the deep. I mean, the offense was missing for three quarters. No offense. So they don't have that now because they come out, they're running the ball on people. Uh, you got third down and short. You have when you go uh, a lot of times in second down, when they go play action, 
the guy's wide open because the linebackers have to honor the the uh, run fake. So that's all part of um. And, you know, I I you know I don't I mean the fact that we have to talk about the guys that have been coaching all these all this time that they don't know that uh, the the run is a good partner with the passing game because it opens everything up. That's why Brady all the time, you look at how many times he's made a living on play-action passes because he knows if I want to throw the ball in the middle of the field, but we get the running game going, these linebackers think, you know, if, uh, if somebody's coming after you, you got to step up. So you're late getting back, and that's open. So the tight end, the uh, wideouts, you know, if they're in a zone, that middle is open. And, uh, you know, that, that helps out Jalen when he's able to do that. And, and that's a NFL offense when you see that, you know. And you see a good team that comes out and, and they're bang, bang. You know, that's like the, um, like the guy in a prize fight. He's jabby, jabby, and then it's the combinations. That's what the offense is like. They come out right up first. They, they run those, uh, get that running game going. And the next thing you know, it's play action. You don't know where the tight end is. You know, I mean, I've been in a situation where, hey, we go man to man, and I got the tight end, and they run a, a play action. Hey, he, this guy's gone because I'm looking at the run. I got to go up and honor. I got a guy coming yeah. at me. Where's that tight end at? Boom, that tight end is gone. Block you know? and release. And I think block, that, uh, block and release. That's right. And so, uh, you know, with uh, so they're going to be able to get some things going where Dallas Goddard's going to really, he'll, he'll be able to have some big games. With that running attack, because how about this? How about this, Gary? How about this one here? You know, like because you you said something a couple seconds ago about okay, you know why didn't the the Chargers blow Jalen Hurts up? They're crashing down. You know, they're coming down into the line of scrimmage. He's able to break the integrity of the defense. Denver now is that with with Fangio, they're not going to break the integrity down. So the one thing that I have, and I wonder if you agree or disagree, the one thing that I have seen with Jalen is that every week he's getting better at seeing what's in front of him. There's still incompletion problems. There's still accuracy problems. Mm -hmm. But I can live with where he's starting to figure out, I got to improve because Denver's watching this film, and they're going to see how I created uh, 60-some-odd yards on the ground and how I was able to get out in the perimeter, that's not going to yeah. be there when they go to Denver. So that's that right. something that also Sirianni has to work on. Do you agree? I agree. I agree. That I mean, th- these are things which uh, – this is all part of the game. This is what the, the things that kind of fascinate you with the, the, uh, the mental part of it. You got the physical part, which the players are so much involved with. But the mental part is the coaches and the preparation and the strategy and everything. So – they're going to find ways in which maybe, you know, they can get him rolling out, you know, on a play action pass where he's able to roll out. Uh, and then, you know, sometimes they're going to have him going to his left, you know, to, to keep people honest, to show him, because he does do a good job when he, he gets that arm back and, and can throw when he's rolling to his left. But they're going to run some bootlegs and things uh, because that goes along with that running game. And, uh, and then, you know, some of the guys in the league who do a great job with motion and run, you know, like, um, uh, you know, the 49ers do a great job with it, as well as the Rams, where they send – they got guys in motion, they run play-action pass, and those guys are flying and taking advantage of uh, them getting that running game going because they're running over there and, um, you know, those intermediate areas, they're really tough to cover. 
when when you got guys running behind you after you stepped up on a run fake, and now you don't know where they're going, you know, and you you're trying to run with a wide receiver who's who's going full speed, going to, you know, there's no way that linebacker's covering that guy, you know, no way, and so that's where um, you know, those the, the, those coaches, you know, um. You know the 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 Rams coach and the Forty Nine ers coach. You know they coach together, McVay so they do a lot of things. And Shanahan, McVay and Shanahan, they do a great job with it, with utilizing motion. Yeah. Because and they're all after the linebacker. They must not like linebackers, but anyway, <laughs> because <laughs> the motion gets the eye of the linebacker, and and they end up snapping the ball just when he just got past the quarterback. So now he's going that way, and all of a sudden now the back's going that way. Now you're froze because this guy's going this way, and it slows down the linebackers. And once they get that running game going, man, oof, they make it really tough because you you know because you wind up with a linebacker trying to run with some of those wide receivers, and, and they're coming across oh, in full speed. How about yeah. this? Okay, in closing here. You know, you know, Gary, I've I know that Philly's a tough city, and I, I've seen a lot of things and heard a lot of things that people throw out of the stands. But a bouquet of yeah. flowers, dog, that's gotta be a first, dude. <laughs> that's gotta be a first, man. That's right. that's <laughs> a, right. a bouquet of flowers. I was saying, how about a Philly snowball? Someone goes, Sills, what's that? Well, it's got a battery in it, and you get hit upside your helmet. Upside your- <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, you know, uh, uh, some of the guys have told me, guys that have uh, come in there to play as, uh, you know, visitors have come in there and got hit with batteries and things, you know, in the helmet uh, because, uh, you know, we, we got some fans, some of them, they're creative, you know. So they would, they would put a battery <laughs> or something in in there. Wow, what a politician <laughs> you really are at heart. Hey, what a politician hey, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're creative, you know, they, you know, but uh, they know how to stuff things in there, but, you know, I hope that uh, they continue the way they're going. Just got to get that defense. Uh, I do like the, what we see offensively, so at least we got one side of the ball going in the right direction, and they're going to get so much heat. You see how much they get so much heat from the way they play defensively. They got to do a better job. Got to do a better job of, of that. And really not so much the players because, you know, they didn't let uh, them run the ball on them. They they, put, they did a pretty good job against the Chargers running game. Oh, they did. But the passing Gary, game, my goodness. 89 yards, 89 yards rushing in the game. Gary, we got to roll, man. I'll tell you this, though. Like you mm-hmm. said, one side of the ball, at least they figured it out here. But, man. At least, hey, wear a mask or something on the other side of the football to disguise something. Dude, just wear a mask. Show me That's you right. can disguise something, man. That's Gary right. Hey, 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 good deal. Hey, have a great one. I'll talk to you next week, my friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29. All right, we'll take a brief time out. What did he call it? A therapy cover two is what he's calling the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Therapy cover two. We'll take a time out. You keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. 
free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city, and every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way, the best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. National Football Show, your boy Dan Cilio. Therapy cover two is what Gary Cobb and I are calling the Eagle defense. Jesus, I mean, man. Wow. We said the same exact thing to you. And this is what basically a lot of you guys have been saying here today. Look, if you're going to play zone defense, disguise it better when you don't have a coach who knows how to disguise coverages in multiple sets pretty much doing the same thing look guys this is one of the here again i appreciate everybody coming aboard thank you so much you guys have been sensational please hit the like button you guys are wonderful when you do that thank you so much guys when you come aboard the program too I can't tell you how we appreciate the fact that you guys come in here, throw content into the show. You know, we threw some questions off of Gary Cobb in the last hour, and you guys have been fantastic. I'll read as many as I can, too. Please hit the like button, and you become part of the show. There's so much to get to in week nine of the NFL. There really is. Kevin, thank you for coming aboard. How can you blame Hurts when we had a lead in the first half and the defense didn't? get a stop at all in the second half. How can Hurts be to blame? I'm not blaming him. Kelvin, I'm not blaming him. I'm looking at him 
as a guy who's actually improving. I gave you the numbers in the first hour. Jeremiah, thank you so much, man. You are really becoming one of our favorites here, too. Big Sills, I want to know who all these NFL people are, were, who were touting JG as the next golden boy. Hey, <laughs> these are the woke media people that you know, that you see out there, that are always going to look for a golden child to be able to latch on to. Oh, okay, Kelvin, thank you. All good, Kelvin. Thank you so much for coming aboard, man. Okay? And here, Kelvin, to your point, I brought this up in the first hour. Jalen Hurts is on pace for 1,000 yards rushing. He's on pace for 3,600 yards passing. He's already got 500 yards rushing. I mean, guys, 62 completion percentage, 91 quarterback rating. I can't dick on this guy here. I can't. 300 completions? I don't know what you think. You think any rookie is going to step in and have better numbers than that? I don't know. Jeremiah, thank you, brother. I mean, really, right? Devontae's on pace for 1,000 yards and 70 catches. I don't know. You know, we could sit here and go like this. Well, the Eagles sucked. They're three and six because on the peripheral. Now, see, you guys have to do this, and you guys have to understand one thing here. In this whole process, you have to understand this, okay? What did you think you were going to do this year? Did you think you were some sort of Super Bowl pseudo team? Or did you think you were going to be in a position where you were going to contend for the NFC East title? Did you think you were going to do that? Because if you thought you were going to do that, I thought you would be very disappointed. We thought that going into the season that this team potentially could win seven games. Not looking like seven's going to be the number. Probably between five and seven. Okay? Okay? Kind of between that number. But I never thought that this would be a football team where, like, watch this. How many people, how many people do you think are out there right now think Kansas City is a Super Bowl contending team? Today, I don't. I don't think, I don't think Kansas City is a Super Bowl team. Aaron Rodgers plays in that Kansas City Green Bay game. Green Bay beats them by maybe three touchdowns. You weren't going to stop Aaron Rodgers. You, you'll, 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 you'll stop uh, Jordan Love, but you're not going to stop Aaron Rodgers like that. They would have won by three touchdowns or three scores at least. Ken says four and 12. William says, so the birds pulled the trigger on Odell for 7.5. So today is the waiver wire. He's clearing waivers as we speak. By the way, get that dude, Rieger, off the fucking team. That kid sucks. Did I see a minus six yards in the game against the Chargers? Did I actually see that? Somebody please tell me. Did I actually see that? He had minus six yards in that game? Dude, this guy stinks. He absolutely stinks. 
That is a Howie Roseman F. He stinks. Good grief. David says, leave it all Beckham where he is. David, this is one of the things, though. I said this on Friday to you. If you have Odell Beckham and Devontae Smith as your wideouts, you're going to attract Russell Wilson and maybe Aaron Rodgers. You may bring those kind of guys into your building if you don't think Jalen's the guy. If you don't think Jalen is the guy, okay, if I'm a free agent quarterback and I'm a guy who doesn't like it, say, in Seattle and I'm Aaron Rodgers or in Green Bay and I'm Russell Wilson in Seattle, and I'm not liking what's going on, and I see Dallas Goddard at tight end. Watch this. Hey, with the offensive line that currently is intact right now, let me ask you guys this. Okay? Calvin says, Howie stinking Roseman drafting Rieger over. Justin Jefferson will continue to haunt the Eagles for years. Thanks, Howie. Boom. Thank you. If I'm Hey, Jeremiah, thank you. Listen. Well, I got to read. Anybody who does that, of course you did, but I blame Howie for th- thinking he was smarter than the league drafting a special teams guy day one. Boom. Let me throw this at you here. So if I'm Russell Wilson and I'm sitting here and I'm I'm looking at the current roster of the Philadelphia Eagles the same way what like Tom Brady did with the Bucks. Okay? Guys, follow me here. Think of me here. David, think of this. Is it the aren't the Eagles in the same position? Kind of where Jameis Winston had the Bucks. Okay. You know, prior to Brady going to Tampa. And then all of a sudden you do this. Hey, crumbling cowboy, watch this. I'm Russell Wilson. I walk up to the line of scrimmage. I've got Devontae Smith here. I've got Odell Beckham there. I've got that old line in front of me. I've got first and second down and third down backs behind me. If I'm Jalen Hurts or if I'm Russell Wilson, let's just go there. If I'm Russell Wilson, am I not enticed to come and say to Howie Roseman? Now, you're never going to get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers to come to Philadelphia as long as Howie Roseman's making the decisions. You're never going to get that. The power structure in the building would have to change unless Howie can get in front of those guys and be a salesman. Is Howie Roseman a good salesman? That's how that would work. Philip says that's scary. Philip, watch this. You think Tom Brady wouldn't dig this? Russell Wilson walks up to the line, or even Aaron Rodgers walks up to the line, and he looks at Philadelphia's wideouts, Devontae Smith, Odell Beckham, Dallas Goddard, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Hey, and by the way, isn't um, Devontae Adams, isn't he a free agent too this coming offseason? What if you brought Devontae Adams the same way that Brady brought Antonio Brown down to Tampa? What if you brought Adams to Philly? Remember something. Do you know how much money right now the Philadelphia Eagles are under the salary cap? They're $20 million under the cap. They're $20 million under the cap. I saw that number the other day. You know, the Eagles are $20 million under the salary cap. That's freaking amazing. 
Oh, oh, excuse me, William, 21. <laughs> 21 million under the cap. They have the cap space, don't they, Andres? And hey, watch this. You bring in Odell to help mature Jalen. You make a decision. And hey, how about this? If Jalen ends up with these numbers, you go into 2022 with a guy that's improving. Team likes him. You probably have to get a running back in the offseason. And you still have Odell Beckham and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard there. How do you lose? And, and, and you bring in Odell as kind of something that is like a, like a carrot. You know, all the big quarterbacks are going to be going like this. You know, them dudes got a good-looking receiving core. You don't think Brady was going like this? Hey, you see Goodwin and Mike Evans? I get Gronk to come with me and A.B.? Dude. Okay? Yeah, but if they pick him up, Ken, if they pick him up on the wire, they have to pay the seven and a half. Okay? They, they have to pay the seven and a half. If he clears waivers... Then you can go league minimum. Jeremiah says, honestly, I think Fitzgerald would be good for. Now, hey, Jeremiah, I don't think Larry's got anything left. Odell does. Okay. Or let's find out. But I don't know seven and a half million. Seven and a half million. Daryl says OBJ is a hand grenade in the locker room. Yeah, but Daryl, wouldn't you be a hand grenade too if you played with a quarterback that can't get you the ball? And I don't think he was a bad teammate. I don't think Odell Beckham was a bad teammate in in Cleveland. If anything, it was Mayfield throwing the um, throwing the trainers under the bus. Then he went after the former head coach of the team, Hugh Jackson. He's been more of a jackass than. Than what Odell, and I'm not an Odell like fan, and I'm not a big fan of that behavior. I don't like that kind of crap. But I'm just saying, man, I mean, one more time here. You know, I mean, hey, I don't, I think it's a no brainer for the Eagles to pick the kid up. Eastside Monster, think how T.O. improved us back then. Great take, Xander. Eastside Monster. That is a great freaking take. Here, know this. Have the Eagles had a better wide receiver since T.O.? Have you guys had a better wide receiver since T.O.? I'm trying to think. Don't give me Jeffries or Deshaun Jackson. Absolutely not better than Terrell Owens. Not even in the conversation with that guy. No way. Terrell Owens is one of the top three wideouts in NFL history. And, and you know what was well, really crazy? And by the way, he and I, <coughs> so you know, he and I don't like each other. So I say this with respect to his talent. We've got into back and forths on the, um, on the social media platform, Twitter. We've gone back and forth. I think he's, um, I think he's immature. And basically what I said to him was, you're Terrell Owens. Act fucking like it. 
Stop acting like a child, dude. You're Terrell Owens. You don't owe anybody an explanation. When you're Terrell Owens, you think you really owe anybody an explanation on anything? Man, if I had a gold jacket, I'd be looking at everybody and give you, I'd be telling people to go fuck themselves every day. I don't owe you anything, guy. I'm one of the 300 greatest players of all time. Give me a break. Get out of my face. I don't, I wouldn't know. Hey, I talk like I'm a Hall of Famer. Okay. You guys haven't had a better whiteout than Terrell Owens. Think about what a guy like OBJ would mean to a guy like Devontae Smith. It would be an enormous upgrade. Big Chris says, you really saw the difference yesterday in quarterbacks and our secondary is trash. Slay had a bad game. Chris, you know, so you're looking at the stat page and not the scoreboard, right? You know, I'm kind of like this, Chris. Okay, I get it. But it was a fourth quarter game. I get it. I'm not going to complain about a 10-9 win either. Do you think they're complaining in Jacksonville now that they won a game against the Bills 9-6? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I look at that and I go like this. If you win a game in the NFL, there's no style points. This is not a beauty contest like it is in college football. Look at what's happening to Cincinnati. They're having these tight games against Navy and Tulsa, and you're seeing them slide in the polls, and that's what I'm doing. I'm putting them down in my weekly ballot that I put out every week, and I'm penalizing them because they're skipping rocks on top of the pond here against nobody teams. You can't do that. If you're going to try to get to a national championship setting, I don't believe Cincinnati's one of the top four teams in the country. I think it's Georgia, Alabama, and everybody else. How about this? I'll take Alabama, Georgia, and you can have the field. One of those two teams is going to win the national title. Okay? One of those two teams is going to win the title. That's how I see it. And, and, and you know, all right. I, I do have to hit on this. I really didn't want to throw this out here. What you guys make of the flowers being thrown at Sirianni, at Lincoln Financial? I see the Eagles tried to make a big deal of it. Oh, this is on called for you. And it's true. Throwing things at coaches and players is so uncool. I had a guy throw a hot dog at me once. It was old Tampa Stadium. I don't know who we were playing. I was driving my Corvette around and Somebody threw a hot dog at me, hit me right in the neck, too, and it was hot, and it was smelly, and I go like this. It was ketchup and mustard all over me, man. I look at it, and, and, and the security guy goes, what do you want me? I go, no, nah, it's all right, man. The guy starts barking. Silio, you drive a Corvette. Too bad you don't fucking play like your car looks. You suck. And I'm going like, hey, I deserved it today. <laughs> we got throttled. <laughs> what was I going to say? Okay, I had a hot dog in my neck. We just got killed by someone. I looked up and I'm like, hey, you, you're, you drive a Corvette? How the hell did that happen? Oh, good night. The guy looked over at me. Randy Grimes, the captain of the team, he goes, hey, dog, it's all right. <laughs> you're lucky it wasn't a brick. <laughs> Cognac Yang. Cannot expect much on defense when the Eagles never draft any good. Hey, do you guys know this stat? Can you name me the last time you guys drafted a Pro Bowl football player 
that wasn't a first-round draft choice. I think I read you that stat. I think it was like 16 years ago. You have drafted horrifically on that side of the ball. Hey, that kid Parsons for the Cowboys, he's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. You know what? And he may get some, he may get some love for defensive player of the year. Trent Cole, that's right, Matthew. 16 years ago is the last time the Eagles drafted someone outside the first round that ended up being a pro bowler. Whew. That's not very good, man. Oh, man. Hey, and, and Ken, if I'm not mistaken, I think how the Cowboys fell into Parsons, wasn't, wasn't it a trade between the Eagles after the Broncos got the kid from Alabama, the defensive back, the Cowboys wanted that kid, they trade back with the Eagles, then they land on Parsons. <laughs> okay. Right? 2012 second round pick. Was this a joke, guys? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute, John. Hey, Coach Gruden, listen. It's all good, man. You can't do that on social media. Nobody thinks you have a sense of humor. Hey, okay, so what do you guys what do you guys think of what do you guys think of the um the flowers being thrown at Sirianni? My opinion, I think the Eagles and the organization should have just blew it completely off. Okay, don't make something out of that. You know, I saw I, I caught him on the sidelines. I could have swore I thought I heard him say and tell the Eagle fans to shut the F up. I could have swore I heard that too. Or I saw him mouth that, and I went like this. I don't know, man. That's not someplace you want to be barking at. You know, with all your fancy T-shirts and shit, you can't be doing that stuff, bro. That city expects you to win, and you're three and six right now. You better act like you're a football coach. At least act like a coach. And when you're being in a position where, you know, you're talking about planting flowers and the fan base throws a bouquet of flowers at you, I'd be like this, hey, man, it could have been a Philly snowball with a battery in it. Just blow that off, man. Just blow that shit off. Jay Quest says Jordan has been blocking inside the past two games and letting a free rusher come in. Matt Hatter, they throw flowers at ice skaters. <laughs> oh, man. Nick's a, Nick Sirianni, you're comparing him? To like, uh, here, give me, give, give, give me a, give me a, um, a, a great figure skater. I can't think. Wait a minute. I, I'd be embarrassed if I knew one. Calvin says Jordan Mulata is regressing big time. Calvin, it's the play calling. Play calling can do that to you. All right. I got to hit on week nine. Some of the other stuff that's going on in the NFL too. There's a boatload of stuff. How about the Patriots are now five and four? Who would have thought that, man? Media going after Aaron Rodgers. Got a lot of that. Big win by the Jags, as we said. And how about Baker Mayfield? Gets a big win versus the Bengals. We'll talk about more of that. And is jailing getting better? Is he getting better? You keep it right here on the National Football Show. <laughs>
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Dockery. Business manager of Local 98 says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back. Maximum football That's the Eagles' next opponent. Man, they came after people. That was maybe the best football game I've seen Teddy Bridgewater play. Maybe since he was in Minnesota. He had a couple pretty good games when he was filling in for Drew Brees in New Orleans. But that's the best I've seen Teddy Bridgewater play. By the way, if you're Carolina, you gave Teddy Bridgewater up for Sam Darnold? Really? Sam Darnold looks like garbage right now. He looks like garbage. Same stuff that plagued him when he was at Southern Cal, like I said in the last hour, is the same stuff that's plaguing him now in Carolina. He's a turnover monster. He is absolutely a turnover monster. He's canning for life. Let's go Sixers. Yeah, get that piece of shit Ben Simmons off the team and you're good. William, New England has a defense. They do. They're good on defense. Uh, Matt Hatter. Mac Jones, 10 touchdowns, 7 picks, and they're 5-4. and four. That's called coaching. Okay? That's called coaching. Big Chris says, Cowboys embarrassed yesterday. Worst game of Dak's career, but still 6-2. and two. That's right. Chris, look at it that way. To me, that's just, watch this. That's a game you throw the tape away on. 
That's the game you throw the tape away on. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you, you correct your mistakes, but you don't, you don't dwell on something like that. You're eight games in, you know what I mean? I'm not going to sit there and shit on my football team for four bad quarters of football. As long as we correct it, you know, harping on things like this is not the college game where you lose one game. Um, your season's over, you know, you can lose a lot of games. You could lose seven games. And still make it to the postseason with 10 and 7 and win a Super Bowl. We've seen it. Phillips says, is Gannon one and done? Man, he is just a terrible scheme guy. He's a terrible scheme guy. Gary Cobb and I were both saying that in the first hour. By the way, guys, please do me a favor. Hit the like button. I love saying this, man. Bang on that, baby. Just bang on that thing. Thank you. Hit that like button. We really appreciate you guys doing that each and every single day. We thank you. Blue says, can Hurts go 80% completion against Jonathan Gannon's defense? Yeah, you play a zone like that and you have no disguise coverages? The worst quarterbacks on the planet can do that. Think about something else that went on in that Kansas City game. They ran the ball, what was it, for 200 yards? They had more rushing attempts in that game against a Jonathan Gannon defense than Andy Reid. I can't remember Andy Reid having all those rushing attempts. I mean, that was probably Kansas City's best game was against Philly. Probably the best game that he's had. Look, and I said this to you, man. I mean, look, guys, these are not numbers. And Wildebeest, Carolina gave up. On Teddy, too soon, the same way the Eagles will do to Hurts. Man, Teddy Bridgewater looked exceptional yesterday. Day, get this, how many times, if you were watching that Cowboy game, did you do this? Man, surely the Dallas Cowboys are going to flip the switch and they're going to start scoring points. And this is after they got rid of Vaughn Miller. Guys, think about this for a second. You got rid of a Super Bowl MVP a guy who loves Denver, you got rid of him, and they upped their game. That was quite a job of coaching. Fangio did a great job of having those guys prepared against Dallas. Hey, you know what he probably told them? He probably walked in there and said, nobody's giving you a chance to do shit against this team. Personally, I think they're overrated. He probably said exactly what I'm saying. I think they're overrated. I think we're going to take our offense and we're going to slam them because I don't believe their defense. Remember what the Cowboys have been built on this year. You know what they've been built on? Turnovers. When that stops, you're back to being who you are again. You know, when you give up a ton of yards on the ground and you disguise it because your quarterback is playing exceptionally well and you're running the ball on the other side and all of a sudden you have a bunch of three and outs, your defense gets back to being who they are and their identity is. And that's kind of who the Cowboys are. The Cowboys are being covered up by the offense's play right now this year. And when the offense struggled, what happened? The Cowboy defense of 2021 reemerged, didn't it? Getting knocked off the ball. The Broncos were pushing them and being physical. Hey, know this. This game in Denver, man, if I were the Philadelphia Eagles, I'd take two mouth pieces because this game is going to be – one of those physical games that you better show up and you better have a mouthpiece 
because they're going to come running right at you. They knocked the Cowboys off the ball. They knocked them completely off the ball, and they put the whooping stick on them. You know what, quite frankly? That game was never competitive. Some were saying this, Dak shouldn't have played. Wouldn't have mattered, man. The way that Bridgewater, if Bridgewater plays like that, Denver's got something. And by the way, that kid Judy is some freaking player. That kid Judy could play. Hey, Dan, would you keep Kelly over Sirianni? Chip Kelly sucks, man. What, what, what has he done since he's left Oregon? Okay, UCLA is kind of decent this year. They're not great. Okay, he was terrible in San Fran. He had one year in Philly. The rest of it's been, the rest of it's been horseshit, man. I, I think he's overrated. I think having all the resources that you have in Oregon, all the, you know, the Phil Knight money and all the Nike money, I, I, I think you have an opportunity to really do great things. Look what's really happened right now. Think of this for a second. Phil Knight's influence on the Pac-12 has killed the Pac-12. Why is that? Well, USC is no longer the dominant college football program in that conference. And when people don't see Southern Cal's name any longer at the top of the standings, what happens? The perception is the conference is down, even though Oregon's a pretty good football team. People look at it and go like this, and they look at UCLA and say this. Well, it's UCLA. They're a hoop school. They're not really. Yeah, Chip Kelly's at a hoop school. That's kind of what I think. And Philadelphia will never forgive Chip Kelly for the way that they handled, you know, Shady McCoy. He shit all over Shady McCoy, man. Nobody's going to dig that. You know, McCoy's one of the most loved and revered players in Philadelphia history. And nobody liked the way that thing was handled. Not even him. You know, he wouldn't go too far after the, um, the organization. He could have went after the owner, but he didn't. He retired an eagle, and he wanted to retire an eagle. Okay? I mean, just what it is. Phillips says, if we fired Gannon and brought back Schwartz, would the defense turn around immediately? Yeah. I think if you get back to doing what you do, yeah. Get back to where the personnel fits into a scheme. Yeah. Look at what Dan Quinn has done. Play fast, got turnovers, and changed the perception of what people thought of the Cowboys. I never changed because it's kind of who I it's kind of who I thought they are. When you get turnovers, you can cloak a lot of things. Okay. East Camden for life. Chip uh Chip Kelly kept Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper. Another another Eagle legend, Riley Cooper. <laughs> Riley Cooper. Good grief almighty. All right. Guys, I have to ask this, and I have to do this, okay? What do you make of the way the media, over the weekend, Terry Bradshaw, everybody, Howard Stern now, what do you, what do you guys make of uh, the media? going after Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was in a no-win situation over the weekend. If Jordan Love plays great and they win, see, they got a guy. Get rid of him. That would have been screaming. If they lose like they did, Rodgers let his team down. 
He let everybody in the organization down. Guy makes a personal decision. He's letting everybody down. You know, I, I brought this I brought this example up on Friday, and some people got a little annoyed with it. Well, when the Milwaukee Bucks and the Orlando Magic decided not to play that game because of George Floyd shooting and the murder of George Floyd, those guys made a decision. And there was a lot of backlash and there was a lot of support. But those guys knew there would be some type of consequences. And for the record, I'm not saying they did anything wrong. But they made a stand on something. And anytime you make a stand on something, always be prepared to have that challenged. And that's what's being brought into this now. Aaron Rodgers is being challenged on his vaccination status. Nothing more. Nothing more. And to me, that's exactly what this is about. It's his vaccination status which is none of my business or quite candidly, your business. It's his business. And for them to come out and say that he's let his team, well, it's a decision that he doesn't agree with, with the league. You know, what's funny. The national football league it always tells us as players to be careful what you put in your body. I guess, unless it's this. Okay. How many players have been suspended? for taking something that they thought was legal over the counter going to a GNC. Numerous guys have been. But this here, something that could give you side effects. And again, I'm not going to play a doctor here because I'm not one. But I don't have a problem with the guy doing his due diligence and doing his homework on something that maybe he wants a little bit more information on. Jesus Christ, that sounds like a normal thing to me. If I was going to buy a house, I just wouldn't drive by it and go in to buy the house. Were you in it? No. If I was going to buy a car, I just wouldn't drive by it and just buy the car without even looking at it, driving it, or anything like that. I wouldn't do anything like that. Oh, I see. You're supposed to go like this. Pills in your hand and go like this, right? What's in it? That's what you're supposed to do? That's what the league and everybody in our government wants you to do. They want you to go like this. What's in it? Now you're asking what's in it. Alexander says, what are the long-term effects? Alexander, that, that, I think that's a fair question. That's not an anti-vaxxing question. That's just a normal question. What's the long-term effects? Can you answer that? And when you can't give somebody a straight answer, you pause. That's my problem with this. Guy's asking questions on something and nobody can answer it and I got to put it in my body? Gee, man. I might want to have a little bit more intel or put me in put me in contact with a doctor who can explain it to me. Why can't that be done? You know the NFL wants to act like marriage counselors and they want to act like they're civil servants when it comes to race relations. And they have people come in and talk to them all the time. Why can't you have people? I don't care who you want, Fauci, anybody who you think is in the best interest for you and your family. Why can't you ask that question? But Aaron Rodgers is being denied that. Well, he lied. Really? He lied. Lying to the medium. Okay? Terry Bradshaw over the weekend is mad because Aaron Rodgers lied to the media? Give me a break. You think Aaron Rodgers was lying to his teammates? No. 
You think Aaron Rodgers was lying to his family? No. His friends? No. Lying to the media is a crime? Media lies every day. Again, Bobby, the booster things too, man. How many are we going to need of those? And by the way, just so everyone knows here, I'm not going to spend too much more time on this, but I want to ask you something. Everybody that's here talking to me, just so everyone knows, every one of you have taken a vaccination of some sort. Every one of you. So you're not anti-vax. There's no such thing. Smallpox, measles, right? All those things we took as kids, all those vaccinations we took, right? Polio vaccination, all those things you give kids when they're young. There's nobody in here who's anti-vax. You've all had vaccinations, okay? What have we had, like 15 or 12 of them? Okay, right. And Blue's right. And we've never were forced to take any one of them. But this one, they're trying to. Hey, man, I think every American has a right to make that decision. But did you see State Farm now is taking heat because they're sticking with um, they're sticking with Aaron Rodgers. See Howard Stern's comment today? Stern's like this because Aaron Rodgers was talking to Joe Rogan about it. And Joe Rogan and him, they were talking about a supplement instead of taking the vaccinations. So here's, here's what Stern's response was. Well, the next time he gets hurt, don't get a team doctor or anything. Get Joe Rogan. What kind of stupid thing is that? What kind of stupid response is that? You know what it is? It's a dumbass liberal media response. And you know what? Howard Stern should be ashamed of himself. The racist things that he has said in his career, he was built by racist comments and skits and things in his life. And now he's coming off like he's some sort of liberal king. Go back and listen to some of those, which they've deleted many of them, of those shows he did at WNBC. Go back and listen. He built his entire empire on doing racist skits and doing blackface. Who's he, man? And now you're going after Rogers. Well, again, I'm a supporter of Aaron Rodgers' turn, of Aaron Rodgers, too. All right, enough with that. So I just find it, it's not going to end, too, because this is all about vaccination status. All right. Um, this goes into, Jeremiah says, like I told someone, by the time I took my first vaccination, I was already 20-plus years in research and development and use. Okay. Eastside says this, we need the man show back. <laughs> right? Me too. Let's go, Brandon. Dude, that's like a battle cry now. This next comment here goes into something I think you guys can play into um, with Nick Sirianni's and his coaching staff. How big do you guys think this was for a win for the Jags? First-year head coach, Urban Meyer. How big a win do you think that was? not just for the players. This was a huge win for the coaching staff. How many people do you think were in that Jags locker room doing this? 
Watch. Fucking Tebow? When's the last time that guy played a football game? Tebow's in the locker room? Why? Why is that guy? <sighs> what a joke. You see your, you see our head coach? This guy's getting lap dances in Ohio when we're struggling here. This guy, man, what an amateur. This is high school. This is just high school. All of a sudden, you get a victory against the Buffalo Bills, who, in my opinion, have one of the best rosters in the AFC. That's right, Scott. Jags win a boost for the coaching staff. Got to give them credit. And when you do this, watch this. You get a win like that, and Sirianni doing this. Hey, guys, that, that, that you know, well, you know, we really coached a good football game. Yeah, whatever, dude. Urban Meyer won the game. You know what a well-coached game is? A game you win. Not a game you get a hall pass for or a participation medal for. Are you trying to get wins or participation medals? Are you trying to collect them like merit badges in the Boy Scouts? I don't want Boy Scout merit badges. I want wins. Will the Beast is right. Sirianni has to have a big win. You know what that is? Dallas. You want to make the Philadelphia Eagle fans feel pretty good about the offseason? You beat Dallas, and Dallas has to have the last game of the year. And they have to win that game for home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. See, I don't think any team in the NFC is going to get a week off at the end. Okay, I don't. I think they're all going to have to go and play hard. And that game at Lincoln Financial could come down to the Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. If I were the Eagle organization, do you know what I would be doing right now? I would be doing everything in my power, getting my football team ready for our Super Bowl. You know what our Super Bowl is? The Dallas Cowboys in the final week of the NFL season. That's my Super Bowl. You beat Dallas. It's, it's, it's like Ohio State, Michigan. Sweep the Giants, too. I'd feel pretty damn good about myself going into the offseason with currently 11 draft choices. Wouldn't you? i feel pretty good about that. I'd feel damn good about that. There's a coach that needs to be fired. I'm going to tell you who that is. You keep it right here right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. 
when it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city, and every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way, the best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Julio. By the way, guys, please, if you're checking into the show, please hit the like button. Thank you so much, guys. Jeremiah, you've been spectacular today. All of you have been really great. New guys coming in each and every single day. As I said, man, I mean, I get – you, you want to hear something crazy? My national radio show pales in comparison to the – Outreach of you guys reaching out to me on my social media platform, my Twitter page at Dan Celio Show. Hey, by the way, please follow me there too. Really appreciate you could stay in touch. I tweet out all the time and I retweet the show and I'll be throwing that out as well. Sander and I do a really great job and our internet guy too, who now watches the show and is a big fan of the show too. So we really appreciate all that. Let me say this to you guys before we move on here a little bit. Do you know one thing that has really reared its head this year that has really shown me something that every single football team has to have? The importance of a backup. I mean, hey, who was the quarterback that went up to um, – who was the quarterback that was in that uh, game for Arizona and they just beat the living shit out of the 49ers? Was it Josh McCown? Who who was the guy that was in um God in Arizona? And they went up there and no, it was Colt McCoy. It was Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. I thought he was at Colt McCoy. I mean, he threw the ball around versus the um 49ers, like, he was Joe Montana. Alexander, can you believe Colt McCoy? I thought he was out of the fucking league. Yeah, yeah, right, Blue, who? I'd be like, Colt McCoy, you mean the Texas Longhorn guy? 
Jesus criminy. But look at the importance of having a good backup. Cooper Rush in Dallas, right? Get him a win against Minnesota. Some of these guys, um, you know, they just step in, can get you a win, don't, don't need a lot of reps. Man, it's so important today that you have one of those guys. Now you see why a guy who floats around the league, I mean, look at Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick's been on nine different ball teams. He's got like a 17-year NFL career, which is which is inc- incredible, right? This guy's got more passing yards than Terry Bradshaw does. So the importance, and this is what Howie was thinking with Jalen. Hey, watch this. Jalen Hurts as a starter in the NFL. Do we all not do this? Right? Watch. I don't know. We're working there. We're seeing. And, you know, I gave you some numbers today that indicate he's getting better. But Jalen Hurts as a backup? Dude, I'm in. That guy could be it. Hey, you want to make Jalen Hurts a backup quarterback in Philadelphia for the next 10 years? I think we'd all go like this. I'm in. I'm all right with that. I think the guy could step in and win a ball game for me if I had to. But Jalen Hurts, the guy with the keys to the Corvette, you know? I'm not there yet. Charles, dude, you should have heard Gary Cobb late to the show, but I can imagine Sills as Crush Gannon. Dude, there's just there's just no design to it. There's no coverage that he – I mean, Jonathan Gannon's defenses are so predictable. And there's just no, there's just no disguise to them. They line up, and it's you're. This is why you're seeing when you got a professional NFL guy lining up, and you're not trying to confuse him. Man, they're gonna pick you apart. How many games this year? Hey, can you guys tell me how many games this year have the Philadelphia Eagles played in? where there was one or two or no punts. How many games have they played in? You know what? I'm going to I'm going to show you guys something here. Okay, junior football, high school football, that's 8 years. Okay? 5 in college, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 and 7. I played 20 years of organized football. From the time I was 10 until the time I was in my mid-30s. Played 20 years of football. And in that time, I may have played on four teams that didn't punt, or I played against teams that um, I was on that we didn't punt. I, I, I don't remember that. Two. Dude, I mean... I, I maybe four in 20 years. Maybe Gary Cobb and I were like, man, I don't know, man, My high school, college. You know, I, I think because I played at the my uh, I played at the University of Miami. I don't think we punted um like a couple times when we were winning national titles. I don't I think we were like when we were putting up 35 points a game and only surrendering six. Yeah, I I, I think maybe sometimes somewhere in there, if I go back and look, East Candom says. Two games, dude. Gannon's worse through nine games. Jay Quest, you know, was on a call, but now he knows. Okay. Yeah, I, I hey man, 
Let me just say this to you. That guy's got to get better on defense. He's got to be a one and dunner. You got to replace that. You got to get some experience in here. You know, if Raheem Morris doesn't get that head coaching job around the league this year, I'd like to know what Raheem's doing. If maybe you can go get Raheem Morris as a defensive coordinator and maybe have him as your uh, D coordinator in Philadelphia. He's in Los Angeles right now. I really love him. I think he's a heck of a coach. I mean, but you need – I'd even get Wade Phillips in as an assistant or maybe um, a consultant. I'd bring somebody like that in that knows how to disguise coverages and stuff like that. Dude, if you want to play zone and you don't want to play press, that's okay. But, dude, mix it up a bit. I mean, you got guys playing off the ball and you're giving all those passing lanes to. It just doesn't make sense. Blue says, if the Eagles go all defense in the first round this draft, I'd give Gannon another year to see if he can improve. I don't think there's a lot of talent on defense. He might be handicapped. Blue, that's a great, that's a great, and that's how you look at stuff. Okay, that, that is totally how you look at stuff. You, did you hear what um, Gary Cobb said in the first hour? Gary Cobb said that he thinks Slay's play has been impacted by the defensive coverages. He says he's been impacted by the scheme. What happened to the D-line sales? Lou, I think the whole team's out of sorts on that side of the ball. I just don't really think they know what they're being asked to do. Well, no, no, Alexander, as a consultant, not as a coach, just as a consultant, ask him, come in, take a look at our defensive scheme. That's a great idea for tomorrow. Wade Phillips might have to call Wade and get his uh, thoughts on why we're not seeing. And would you guys like to see that? Maybe we get one of the greatest defensive coordinators of all time, Wade Phillips, tomorrow. Why wouldn't a coach? have disguised coverages, and play such a base defense. Should we bring Wade in tomorrow? I was going to bring Carl Mecklenburg in um, from Denver because they're playing the Broncos, but maybe we should get a coordinator. I'll tell you what, Dave wants that too. Dave won three Super Bowls as the coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys with Jimmy. There's another guy we could bring in too. I'll think about bringing in some Super Bowl winning uh, coordinators. Hey, East Candom, you know what? I think you guys uh, just gave us a theme for tomorrow. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get we're going to get some coordinators that have that have won Super Bowls and have won big games, um, and get get their spin on why you would play a defense and why you wouldn't be able to have disguised coverages. In that, why? What? What? What's the fun? There's got to be something. Maybe they don't believe that they have the personnel. And get this: could it possibly be that they don't think that they have the players that could comprehend what they're being asked to do? That's kind of a slap at the players in a way, you know. Because if you're not disguising it, okay, and you're not throwing disguises out there like that, to me, that's kind of telling you that the players aren't really getting what's being asked of them. And you're trying to dummy it up as much as you possibly can. You feel me? So 
Yeah, I don't know. So let's do that. Let's. I'll work on some coordinators for tomorrow and get their sense of, and I'll throw some stats out too, where they are uh, versus pass and versus uh, the run because we, we, we need to get a little bit of uh, some answers here on why it's so vanilla on that side of the ball. You hear Gary Cobb, what he called it too. Therapy cover two. <laughs> he called it therapy cover two. By the way, guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button on the way out the door. You guys have been sensational. Gary Cobb will be posted a little bit later on. If you want to watch that um, part of the show, have at it. They do such a great job of it. Thank you so much. Please watch the show in its entirety a little bit later. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern, we shall see you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.